0: be a part of that. So John 13, if you are there, we were in this passage two weeks ago at the very beginning of the passage. It talked about Jesus meeting with his disciples in the upper room and he did something that completely was a head turner for all of them because he shed his outer garment. He stripped down to his underwear. He took a basin of water and like the most the lowest servant around he washed the feet of his disciples it was a jaw-dropping experience for all of those men in the room they never thought that they would ever see jesus do it and that none of them would have done it either but jesus humbled himself as a servant and washed the feet of those men and not only did he wash their feet He washed the feet of Judas Iscariot, the one who would betray him. And at the end of the whole experience, Judas left. And Jesus pulled the guys next to him, and he shared a bit of information with them that was going to be really significant. He told them, you know, I'm not going to be with you much longer. And since I'm not going to be with you much longer, and you're not going to be able to come where I am, There's something important I want you to remember, and here's where it comes. So starting in verse 31 of John 13, look at the verses 31 through 35 in the text, and here's how it reads. So when he was gone, that's Judas Iscariot, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. And if God is glorified in him, God will glorify the, the son in himself and will glorify him at once. And here's the instruction. Here's, here's the, um, when Jesus shared what was going on in his life. Verse 33, he said, my children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now where I'm going, you cannot come so a new command i give you love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another and by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another what a compelling passage and it's kind of like a funnel What Jesus mentions at the beginning is a broad command, and then he narrows the focus down as we go through the remaining part of the passage. So I just want to talk with you about this priority that we see for our ministry at East Bay Calvary Church going into 21. Because 2020 was a year that we were not depleted of our finances, but we were depleted of other things like connection and relationship and love and closeness. And these are things we want to focus on in the year 2021. So let's look at the first part of the funnel. The big command, and that's number one, the big command is to love. And that's verse 34, and Jesus comes right out with it he told him, I'm only going to be with you a little bit longer. And so here's what I want you to know. And we know this is a big deal for Jesus. Whenever someone says, I'm going, to, I'm going to be leaving you, I'm going to be dying, obviously the next words they're going to share are going to be very significant. And for Jesus, the next words he shared were of utmost importance, and it was love, love and this word for love we've heard this greek word shared around christian circles for many years agape or agapao and it doesn't speak of marital love or a sexual love but a different kind of relational commitment and and it and it carries this idea of we're going to express this to a great degree and And this type of love means that there is affection, there is benevolence, there is special care, there is special loyalty, there is preference, there is commitment to someone else. It's a biblical kind of commitment to put another's desires above my own another's needs above my own. It's sacrificial, it's hard work, and love is probably the toughest job that you or I will ever do. And I know that for a fact because some of us are parents and if you're a parent you know that love is one of the toughest jobs you'll ever do. You've gotta love your kid through all those things that you put your parents through. You know what I'm talking about? Those are not easy things. in fact, one person has said, diaper spelled backwards is repaid. Just think about that for a minute. We got it coming to us. And that's loving your kids through the tough times. It's not easy. If If you have a spouse, you know that love is one of the toughest jobs you can do. You know, when we step up to the altar and when we say words of promise to our spouse, like, you know, for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do us part, we have no idea at that moment, at that altar, looking into each other's eyes, what those words will mean. And what they're going to mean is love. And it's hard work. And the word always meant that. It always meant commitment. It always meant decision. It always meant sacrifice. And it's exactly what Jesus was drawing these guys to in the very beginning part of this funnel. It it was just a straight-up command. Guys, love. That's the command. I'm leaving you and I need you to love. And now the funnel is going to start to draw a little bit more. Because he says, I don't want you just to love. I want you to, and here's command number two, love each other. The focus of your love is on each other. And Jesus had spent three years of ministry with them. He had had given his time and energy An effort toward them he was their closest friend he was their mentor and now he's gonna be gone and so the question comes so who is going to do that to them who is going to be their closest friend who's going to be their mentor who is going to come alongside of them and Jesus answers that question in my absence who is gonna love you is each other you're going to love each other. And so God loved us. Jesus loved us. Not merely so that way we feel loved, but so that way we can express it to each other. This is exactly what Jesus did to them. And so here this, this funnel is narrowing and, and Jesus says, I want you to love. I'm going to be gone. I want you to love and I want you to love each other and now it's narrowing even more because he says, I want you to love each other and he shows them how and and the how is just as I have loved you. So love each other as I have loved you and the text is, is extremely plain. There's no way to complicate this thing He says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. This is a tremendous qualification or stipulation on love. And this would be the time, just think about it, this would be the time when it would be nice to have a list. Okay, Jesus, so you want us to love, give us the list of what you want us to do. But instead, Jesus, he doesn't do that. He says, instead of a list, I want you to remember what I have done for you. What you saw me do, I want you to do as well. I want you to model that. I want you to follow that. So I want you to think about this. Is it possible That Jesus is revealing to us that we teach love better by example than by telling people. Maybe it tells us that we remember more what people did than what people said. And Think about it. One person has said, and I... I was thinking about this, we impart what we know, but we impact by who we are. And the disciples had to ask themselves, you know, how did Christ love? Because that's how we're supposed to love each other. In what ways did Jesus demonstrate love to me? Because that's my pattern for how I'm supposed to be loving the other ones around me. So I got thinking, and you're going to see me pop off camera here for just a moment. I got thinking, how was love shown to me? Without making a list, without thinking um, of specific things that people said, I wanted to do the exercise that Jesus did. Where he said, you know, as I have loved you, and I just, how have people loved me this year? Because I guarantee you, we do remember more what people did than what they said. This is a this is a lesson in how our lives make impact far above what our words do. So I got a bunch of things. In this, this is, my, um, this is my love box here that I brought with me. So let me just pull a few things out of, my, um, out of our love box. Here's a note from someone, um, a dear friend. And um, they wrote us in tiny print that we had to almost get a magnifying glass for. But this is, um, this is a really special pick-me-up this year. That, that was love. That was love Um, we had a um, I had a 50th birthday this year and I got a lot of special cards Um, I also got a lot of smart Alec cards from some of you people and I'm gonna be talking to some of you later on but um, you know I got a lot of special cards of things that said love to to me and um, you know something that may not be easy for me just to own up with Um, but you know we had our home in New York for three years that we paid double mortgages with not only that but our home here in Michigan and our tax bill was enormous and I had an individual um, come to me and say um, I'd like to take your tax bill away from you and make it disappear. And so they did. And they got together a few other people, and together they made our tax bill from this year just go away. And that was love. I had a um, interesting one. This is my office telephone. Um, I had an interesting call just about a um, a month ago and it was from an individual who attended this church back in the, um, the early 80s and they were a teenager at that point and they called and they said um, hey, they didn't even know who I was they they haven't been here since they live out of state they actually left the individual confessed. He said, I went the way of darkness. And he said, after a number of years, I ended up in prison. And I said, and that's where God got a hold of my heart. And here's the love thing. He didn't even have to call me. He wasn't asking for a thing. He just said, you know what? I just want you to know, brother, um, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Keep preaching the word. Keep loving people. These are tough times he says I just I just felt compelled to call you and tell you keep doing the work of the ministry and that that was an act of love so that was really special and then um, oh here's a couple other things I redid my bathroom maybe some of you saw that on Facebook and there was no way I could have done it without the help of a couple guys because I had a bathtub that weighed Oh, that must have been 350 pounds or more and um, and I had a couple guys that helped me carry that thing out that was a chunk man so I'm grateful for that Um, I had uh, some friends that let me hunt on their property and that was a real that was a real special gift we had um, friends that um, re-roofed our house which was absolutely amazing we had people that gave us beef which was an absolute crazy gift and you know I'm just getting warmed up folks um, I got texts I got emails I got notes from staff members of encouragement um, this love box is full And I'm thinking, you know, I don't remember a whole lot of what people said to me. But I do remember what people did. I remember their example. I remember their love. And this is a lesson of Jesus. He says, you know what, guys, come on. I'm not going to give you a list. I'm just going to tell you what I did. That's what I want you to do. I want you to be like me to those around you. And, and, you know, when he said that, I'm sure they probably must have thought just right before how he washed all of their feet like a servant. How he discipled them, how he came alongside of them, how he corrected them, how he set a good example. He fed them. He gave them peace and comforted them when they were afraid. You know, he showed affection toward them even he met with them often and obviously the biggest one he gave his life for them you know we impart what we know but we impact by who we are and so this funnel hey i want you to love and i want you to love each other and i want you to love as i have loved you And then he he comes down to the spout. This is what's going to come out. This is the effect that this is going to have. And Jesus came right out and he said, you know, this is what it's going to do. And he says in verse 35, by this, by your love for each other, by you being Jesus to each other, everyone will know you're my disciples you're my followers if you love one another this is a major focus of our gospel witness our life of love is a primary focus of the gospel witness to our world people will see that we're followers of Jesus Christ by our love for one another it's a signature trait of people that follow Jesus it's the one thing that sets us apart in a visible way in our world people are to see it in us it's to be compelling it's to be magnetic they're gonna want in on this and obviously the opposite is true if there is not love if we just do church and leave, if there is hypocrisy, if there are assumptions or judgment, if there's no evidence of care or desire to help, you know, that's gonna be a turnoff to our world. And so the foundation for our outreach of those who need Jesus is love. It's our love for each other. If they don't think that we love them or love each other, forget reaching them, forget connecting with them. It's our foundation for outreach. It's our foundation for discipling other believers. Love is how we earn the right to speak into someone's life to help guide them along. Now, here's the one thing that blows my mind. Jesus says, I want you to love. I want you to love each other. I want you to love as I have loved. And this is gonna be how people know that you're my followers This is going to be the hallmark of your gospel witness. But this is what blows my mind. Did they get it? Did this sink into the disciples? So notice verse 36. After this tremendous outpouring of Jesus' heart, I'm going to be gone. And I want you to love as I have loved. And it's going to be a witness to your world. And as Jesus lays his heart out, Verse 36, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Whew. It was like, gone. And I just wonder, did he get it? Did he get the new command? You know, where did all of it go? because he just seemed to gloss over And I know that it's a big deal that Jesus is going. And he just kind of bypassed all of the instruction about loving each other. It's kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Where are you going and what's going on? And I don't think he got it because after Jesus died and he came back and connected with Jesus, Jesus asked him, do you love me? And Jesus retaught the lesson on love. Well, friends, this is a big deal. What Jesus taught them was a huge deal, and we can't miss it. We can't say, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, teach me some big, deep thing. You know, show me some marvelous truth about the end times. We can't miss this. This is what Jesus wanted all of his disciples to know. And so, you know, there's, there's some big things. God doesn't grow the church through programs, but through people in how they love. And he said it right in Ephesians 4, verse 16. He says, from him, that's Jesus, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love. The body grows and builds itself up in love. The church doesn't grow through programs, it grows through people as they love. Our giftedness, the scriptures say, doesn't make us a great church our love does and some people say come they have a great music ministry or come and listen to this guy speak or come their kid stuff is awesome and although those are neat things you know first corinthians 13 says you know if i speak in the tongues of men or of angels or if i have the gift of prophecy or if i have a faith that can move mountains or if i give all i have to the poor and if I don't have love I'm nothing so our giftedness doesn't make us an awesome church Jesus says there's two commandments that are the most important in all of Scripture and it's love God and love your neighbor he says on these two things hang all the law and the prophets And truthfully and lastly, there's no better picture to the world that we believe the gospel of Jesus. That we believe the good news that Jesus loves us and died for us to bear the punishment for sin than to love like him and love the people that he died for. You know, he's... Not merely just our example. He's our motivation. The gospel is our motivation. His death is our motivation for loving each other. And even the Apostle Paul said, Christ's love motivates me to get out and tell people about Jesus Christ. So this is foundational. It's a foundational for the church 2000 years ago when jesus was leaving it's foundational for us today and it's where we're going to be going in 2021 because i said 2020 didn't deplete us of our finances but it did take a hit on our community on our connection on our relationships and on our love it took a hit on our horizontal interconnection and ability to be in each other's lives. And that's what we desire to rebuild from our leader team all the way through our church family. So let's bring our love boxes. Get into each other's lives. Let's invest in making each a better follower of Jesus Christ. Let's love each other. Like Jesus loved. And everyone will know that we're different here, that we're His followers because we love one another. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would enable us to love like Him. God, help us to have a gospel witness that is compelling help us lord to model the love of jesus christ in our lives so that way people see that truly he is in us and may it make a difference in our church in our community in our world God, draw us close to each other. Help us invest in each other. Help us to make better disciples and followers together. For your credit, your fame, your recognition. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.